Welcome to the Witcher Lorecast, where we take a look into the vast universe of the Witcher, such as the games, books, shows, and so much more. Welcome back, Witchers, to another episode of the Witcher Lorecast. I am one of your hosts, Ben of Tamaria, and always with me on now 30 episodes is Toasty. Still working on it. We're yeah, still working We're on still getting it. We're still working on it. Yeah. That we'll was awkward as fuck. It was awkward. <laughs> we'll get there. Jen, don't judge. Um. <laughs> Our chemistry's not as good, Ben. That's, that's remember, that's always what it is. It's me and Jen have have good chemistry. That's fair. We'll get there. We'll get there. But I had to make the joke. I had to make the joke, Jen. Don't I know, right? Like Toasty's that. right Toasty's there. Toasty's my forever my forever lab partner because <laughs> we got good chemistry. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, exactly. To be fair, this was a Witcher lore cast, so it's good alchemy. Ooh, valid. There you go. Fair enough. But um, as you heard, we are joined by our patrons, uh, as I will introduce Jin and Mormon Milkman. And you. And me, technically, technically one of I'm them. still technically, yeah, that's true. I am technically still a patron for this month, lo and behold. But... Uh, what are we discussing today? I think the idea of thoughts and speculations towards the school of the links was brought up. Yeah, right? I guess just Witcher 4 speculations in general. Yeah. What, what was the project name? It was Witcher something. Witcher Spectrum or something like that? I don't Fuck, know. I'll have to look it up. I'll get that. I'll get that. Okay. Well, we'll get the project name here in a bit. But yes, we are going to go over the speculations for the next saga for the Witcher series. Um, as Mormon was in our first talks with that, God knows how long ago that was. I think that was like a year ago at this point. Something crazy. Close. Yeah. It's been a yeah. while. But Witcher Polaris was the, is a project Polaris. name. Polaris. Okay. Polaris. Gotcha. But yeah, we're talking about the next saga, The Witcher. So, who wants to kick off and have any thoughts? Mormon, I'm sure you have plenty of thoughts. Um, I do have a few. Um, just the main one they were saying is it's apparently going to be number one of a three-part RPG series. So, it's a new, new trilo- tril- trilogy. The fuck. <laughs> yeah. And it got me thinking, are these going to be, um, you know, stories that connect to one another? Like, is it like one continuous storyline or is the first one going to take part in a certain story, third, second one, a different story, third, and they kind of converge like in the same universe? Or is it, or is it like going to be an actual trilogy or is it just going to be three Witcher games? So. I mean, whenever like. I think trilogy, I think like connected stories, mm-hmm. like, um, which, you know, I, that does put into question, like, what is like, what or how they're going to do that. Cause I know we've, uh, all we, we've, uh, theorized about it and like Ben has a completely different thought on what the premise of the game is compared, uh, to me. Um, but like, even then I think we both probably agree that it's like your own like you're making your own witcher like this the story of Geralt is over 
I think. Like maybe he'll be in it as like a you know someone he could run into, but we're not playing as Geralt. I'm pretty sure we can agree on that. Um <laughs> So it's like I think they said that too, right? Like Geralt stories over. Yeah, yeah. I mean, bl- Blood and Wine was like saying goodbye to Geralt, like you know, like he, they even he, he even like, says goodbye to the audience. So and like they, what was it the I think the fifth year anniversary for the game or something? They did that collab uh, trailer of him in his villa, saying like mm-hmm. specifically to, goodbye to the audience because his story's wrapped up. And like if yeah. like no matter what ending you got at the blood and wine, it was pretty like a good wrap up for his story. And mm-hmm. if you have yeah. a romance, it's it makes it better because typically your romance will just be there with you. If you don't, you have yeah. your daughter with you. So it's all good. Yeah. So like I wonder that makes me think like the immediate thought then is like obviously they could introduce a new character or you can like make your own witcher which i think would be the better move which makes me think then in that case are we looking at like a like more mass effect style of character creation so, where you going to like it's going to be like making a me on a, on a we uh dear god no yeah, please please don't don't give us um, chibi witcher for witcher 4 <laughs> well i was oh. thinking i mean you no know, all of us playing well i know three of us are playing cyberpunk now thanks to the new expansion dropping but i feel like we'll probably get something along the lines of like cyberpunk's character creation and instead of naming your character your specific witcher will have like a specific nickname tied to them that way you're everyone like no matter who you create you're called the same but you could have a completely different experience compared to every other, everyone else. Just like in South yeah. where you have V, regardless male, female, or um, whatever you want to be, or how you look, or anything like that, you're still called V, and but you can have a completely different story experience on the way you uh, tackle the story. It could be... I don't know how many people here remember Fable, but... I remember in Fable, a lot of times you were called by nicknames, but you could earn different nicknames based upon your accomplishments through the games. Like, I think the first one you get is Chicken Chaser in Fable 1. Yep. So Yeah. I mean, you could be like, I mean, what if you're just Lynx? Yep. Like, because I mean, like, <laughs> Vesemir calls Geralt Wolf. Like, so, like, you know, having just the name of your school be your nickname, like, doesn't, like, throw things off. Because Geralt was a wolf to Vesemir. So, it's like, we could just be Lynx, and that could be the the nickname that we have for the game. And that's yeah. pretty androgynous, so it's perfect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, it, that's the right use of the, that word, androgynous. Did I use that word right? Yeah, androgyny generally means, like, genderless or can flow either way so yeah it works okay so. right, i'm not used to using big words <laughs> it's it's not a gender specific name so right well i guess another thing because you brought up you brought up uh your alt but i know we're done with him but do you think we'll see him at all in the fourth movies like say there's a blood and wine expansion for this new game fourth, movies? <laughs> fourth game uh it just depends. It depends where 
where it, where it will take place in the timeline. I know me and Toasty had debate if it's going to be before or after. Like, it's after. Which, yeah, it'll have to be after. Whatever. It's going to be after. Because it's the new school, for one. Mm-hmm. And two, but like where it's located. I mean, and the only thing we've gotten for the game is a teaser poster with the medallion and snow. That That's yeah, it. That, that's all we The got. only thing we can have for Source is like fan content. Mm-hmm. Like it's fan-made content. But like, I mean, the fact that it like there's, there's a lineup between like a fan-made school and like the fact that it is a Lynx medallion, I feel like it's got to like they at least drew some inspiration from it. So like that school from the fan made content is like across like to the west, like off the continent. So I don't know if it would be the same thing. I think it would I think for a new trilogy it would make sense to explore more of the world mm-hmm. and like take us somewhere new. Cause we've kind of seen the majority of the continent at this point like throughout these games i mean we got to we got to see tamaria we've gotten to see redania we've gotten to see uh skellige yes yeah, skellige was it adern and kaidwin mm-hmm. sort of um so like yeah, Toussaint, like we've seen sure we haven't seen everything we kind of hit like the major spots, so like, well, to go here's, somewhere a, new, I mean. here's a thought. So, we see the medallion in snow, and roughly based upon some knowledge I have about weather and climate, the further south and the further north you are, the more likely you get snow. We don't know the canon ending to the story, really, to the story of three. All we know is that either, um, either the north holds or the black army keeps taking. What if the new school is established further north in Kaimoran because that's where the resistances and everything are taking up place because they keep getting pushed further north. And that's really the only free land left for someone as neutral as a witcher to train. It's possible, but like we don't, again, we don't know what's that far north because Kaimoran is like the top right corner of the map. Right. So, and we know that Zeracania lies to the east. East. Yeah. Sorry, east, we're trying to do to the, the east of like that. Yeah, but like other than that, like north, I don't think has ever been hinted at. We just know that there's kind of a, a vast mountain ranges there. That's a thought. Mm-hmm. Uh- I definitely agree that I think it's going to be our own character that we're playing through. Um, And I don't think it's going to be too far in the future. I think it's going to be, you know, a minor jump in the timeline. Um, Because going too far in the future, it would make it really, it would feel too off, too weird, too not a Witcher game. Um, It needs to stay close enough. Uh, as for location, I agree. I think that it's not going to be in the parts that we are currently aware of. I think we can eventually travel there, but I think we're going to start somewhere um, that we haven't seen before. Like a gold and silver situation where once you beat the main part of the game, you can probably continue to the main part of the continent. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, and he's we'll ta- Mormon's talking about Pokemon here. Um, when you Sorry, know, I should have said that. <laughs> uh, in those, is the difference between Pokemon and know, right? The Witcher so, is super fleshed out in environments, details, NPCs, and such. It's not as uh, time consuming and difficult to produce a Pokemon map as it is to create the entirety of the continents. <laughs> Correct, but the the way he's suggesting is in those games when you start your main game before before you got to post game you had one map. Once you got to post game you had a whole other map that you could explore. Something like that where at some point in the in the new saga like or in the new game at some point that you leave the area that you're familiar with like halfway through the game and you go back to you know Tamaria or Novigrad or anything like that kind of a thing that's I think that's what Morbin's going with right mm-hmm. there's always potential like deals or sorry expansions uh no, that there you will know be expansions but yeah no I'm just saying that like the the expansions that could take you back to the continent oh yeah so but what if this is all part of the trilogy the first game is set in a brand new area. The second game is now you are on a mission to go back to the main continent that we know of. And then the third game is the conclusion to whatever storylines you've played in both areas. And then by the time that they've built both of those games, both of those maps in the new engines that they're working in and the storylines that they're with, they can use both of those assets in the third game to be like, now we have a combined world between the two of them. Well, that that goes back to the first question is, are these three new games going to be separate storylines and theories for each individual, or is it going to be a legit trilogy? Because uh, what I saw was it says, um, you know, Witcher 3 could be considered a definition of a trilogy, but they simply could not say the same thing for the next game. So is that then speaking specifically like, you know, we know it's going to be a separate game, separate storyline, but is, does that mean the next three are also going to follow that same storyline, or are they all going to be their own storyline? Like we just go back to that first question. We just, you know, that we can only theorize about which it will be. Will it be a trilogy or just three new games? I lean connected. Yeah, I would lean say connected. lean connected, but like you might, like with we know Cyberpunk's getting the sequel, for instance. We're not going to play as V, as far as we know. So that's true. Uh, so I mean, they're going to be connected, but through different characters, right? So, and then if anything, yeah. that the next Witcher saga, and if they do, if they go the character created route, that's probably would be. Now, granted, I mean, I mean, by then they'll, I mean, they're working with Unreal Unreal Engine five, so all we know, they could port things over, just like how Mass Effect ports things over. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm saying. There's obviously plenty of examples of like you know bring i mean you can even bring over save stuff from like the Geralt's witcher trilogy mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. It, it doesn't get done very often because there's a lot there's <laughs> probably very few people that do have played witcher 2 but like you could port your witcher 2 save info into witcher 3 and it sets up all the events that you did in that game and how they affected the world in the Witcher three for your playthrough of that, so they could. Yep, Warren. Like, Jin had something. 
Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite book series did this really amazing thing. They did a mini trilogy within the greater arcing storyline where we got an entire story based off of one character, his entire viewpoint, everything that he had to go through to get to present day. The next book after it was a book showing the other side. So like he was in a big fight with his brother. And so we got to see like Asheron's side of the story on all of it. And then the next book was his brother's book. And here's how he went through all of the events and how the storyline affected him and how obviously the two brothers never saw both sides of the story. So you start off hating this other guy. You hate the brother with all your soul by the end of the book. And then you, you're you reading his side of the story and you still want to hate him. But then you realize, oh my God, there was so much going on that we didn't know about in that first book. And then the third book is them actually trying to hash it all out and getting, you know, learning how to live with each other again. And so when we were thinking about that trilogy and how the story could play out of it being in you are your new character that you've created in a new part of the continent and you go through that storyline. The second one could be you still create a new character and but now you're seeing the other side of the story. Maybe maybe in the first game you're fighting against somebody in on the continent or you're trying to stop an event that's happening because of political intrigue or anything that's going on with that. And then the second one is here's why we were doing what we were doing and now we've got some asshole on the other side of the country who is fighting against us and now we're trying to subterfuge the the plot lines that we played out in the first game and then the third game is the culmination of those two storylines together hire me cdpr <laughs> oh, <God. clears throat> I, I i feel like i played a game like that but i can't remember what it was or at least saw read a book or something like the name Ashron doesn't sound familiar, so it's not the same book. But I feel like I played something like that, where at least it was like two different missions in the game, where you play as your main character once, and then the enemy the next, and you're like, oh shoot, the enemy's going through a bunch of crap too. Uh, I think it was Life is Strange. They did that. I was thinking Quantum uh, Leap. Did Quantum Leap? Do I think Quantum Leap. Did I was thinking Kingdom Hearts, but. I know that's wrong. But no, Kingdom Hearts kind of does have that. Yeah. Where you get like the perspective of like, because you're playing as Sora for the majority, and then the some of the side ones, like out of the main, like the, not the main series ones, but like three, five, eight days, you get to see the, the story of Roxas. Uh, Birth by Sleep, you see the story of like, you know, Terra Ventus and Aqua. Uh, like you, you have like kind of those things where it's like, you're getting to see the story from the other side of it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you're not, you're not off on that one. I was just going off my common joke that, Oh, something complicated ha happened in the video game. Just like King kingdom hearts. Oh, this thing's confusing. Kingdom hearts did the same thing. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. The last of us. That last was the game us. where you play as, uh, you play as Chloe for a while and then you see Abby's side of the story and all that. Yeah. That's what, isn't that last? Is that really? Last of Us two or one? Two, two, or one? Yeah, two. Last of Us two. Yeah, two. Because two is when everybody got pissed that that person killed the other person. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
and last of us last of us two is the one where there's a lot of controversy on if yeah, we, you like it if, we can if talk you like about it you that later. Yeah, we don't talk about <laughs> last of us two. Um anyway. <laughs> Anyways, back to Witcher. <laughs> back to our regular regular scheduled programming. <laughs> But, but yeah, I mean, it's proven that games like that can work where you play as one character through one storyline and then the second game is playing through as the as the big as the evil person and you go back to it. Now that because there is a third game coming out. That'd be interesting if they did that with Witcher though, because there's not always been a singular big bad throughout the entire trilogy. It's true. Yeah, it's kind and of it's, like it's very Which, like in a lot of this well with at least with Geralt's story it's very political and very complex compared to like having it to a single antagonist but what if it's like a thing kind of like because obviously we don't have to have like a like main villain or whatever because you know in Witcher it's not usually the case um I mean get Witcher 3 it was like wild the hunt. wild hunt so like loosely um, but like maybe like the introduction of like multiple new schools, the first school being the school of the links, and then maybe the second school, like second one, we get some view of some situ- like something school that brain. like you deal with in the first game, maybe, and you get to play as like a member of the school of the crane and you pers- like you like play through an entirely different game following a similar conflict or the same conflict that like the school of the links dealt with but from a different school and like a different side and perspective on things you know because i mean even then like i mean there's a lot of things they could deal with this the formation of a new witcher school and like and he like integrating that into the general populace of a new place that like a witcher school hasn't existed before like is the population in with it or are they like super opposed to this thing like are we have to deal with more like pogroms that would be interesting that and then we also have to consider like (coughs) this second conjunction that uh simultaneously happened at the very end of witcher 3 so maybe yeah. that is why the school was created specifically for the purpose because, hey, we have now more monsters than we ever had prior. And witchers are now basically very almost extinct. I mean, what Witcher 3 you had. Or maybe witchers are booming now seven. because of the second conjunction. Mm-hmm. Maybe so much more like monsters came through that people have now. There's now a demand for witchers. And so like new schools are popping up because you know they're making more again and we have the access to the elder blood needed to make the the mutagens again i believe that was a netflix Netflix thing thing. was it yeah yeah that's not actually a thing (laughs) because the thing the thing is is that it was so for the storyline they formed on that, like not Netflix, but the game is that it's not all Witcher schools. It is specifically the wolf school has like, like did like lost their means of like kind of making more witchers. Mm. Like they lost the formulas. Um, But like other schools are still doing it. The cat school, not only like 
still has like knowledge of their formulas, they've actually honed the formula so well that like they have a lower death rate, uh, as well as like, um, you know, their formulas can work on women, uh, because there is a female witcher in, uh, the school of the cat. So like they, their mutagens are even better than like anyone else's. So, hmm. and like part of the school of the Lynx fan content was that it was the school of the wolf combining with the school of the cat to form a brand new school. So like they would bring their knowledge of formulas from the cat school and then build from there, you know? So, but it is like the school of the wolf is the one that like is struggling to make more other yeah. ones. As far as we know, are pretty still all right. On that theirs. And Vesemir just didn't want to make any new ones. Cause he, yeah. He, he was traumatized, which I don't blame him. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't blame him either. We saw it in Nightmare of the Wolf. We yeah. saw the shit. <laughs> we saw what happens. Rape yeah, man, they just kept exploding. sending all of us to this fucking <laughs> this fucking swamp, and they just got exploded. It was horrible. It's terrible. So, yeah. But um, I think at this point it's a good time to take our mid break. Very well. Let us get this over with. Something has infested my vineyard. Mm-hmm. Great. Let me go prepare my something oil then. Welcome to the middle of the show where we talk about the show and not the lore of the Witcher. Uh, <laughs> uh, thank you very much to all of our current patrons and for those of us who are joining us here tonight on the Witcher patron chat. I know that we shout out the top tier vampire patrons at the end of er, in the mid break. Uh, higher vampire, higher vampire. Higher. Oh, is it higher? Okay. It's higher. Uh, ben of Tamaria and the guy who can never join in. Jared M. Met him at Jared. There we go. I was like, <laughs> I've even met him and had chats with him before, so I should remember his name. I don't think that we have any new reviews to read out. Uh, we don't, but we do have some Spotify comments. Um, so this was actually on our last episode, Kavir and Povis. So bats fly in the night. Hey, yeah, I just finished all the episodes. Listening while doing work scene as there's not much work for me to do. Favorite podcast. Guys, keep it up. I can't recommend this show enough. Well, thank you. Uh, I, I will. That that's insane. Because uh, we commented this on last week's episode. They finished the show within like a month. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of it's a lot of migrating voice. <laughs> yeah. Um. But I will. I will counter your 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 what what is it? Bat flies the night. Mm-hmm. Uh, and say that you can recommend the show enough by making an Apple account and leaving us a five star review on that. You definitely could. And uh, you can also join us on the Robots Radio Discord at robotsradio.net. You can join us on my Discord at Ben and Friends Podcasting, where you can find this show and all the other shows that I host. And uh, if you want to join us on the episodes just like tonight or today in this, you can join us on Patreon at patreon.com slash witcherlorecast. Is there anything else to add? Thanks for letting me be random and do the mid break. You're welcome, Jen. I would. I straight up thought you were just gonna go in and be and just do the welcome to the middle of the show where we talk about 
the show and not about the lore of cyberpunk. It's just like, like I, I thought stumbled I was going to do and I was, I was like, do I want to do the cyberpunk joke or do I just want to try and roll with it? And then my brain split second data and said, Witcher. Mm, yeah, I was waiting for it and for me to do the bit where I'm just, we're doing, we're wrong show. <laughs> wrong show, wrong show. But with that, we're going to get back into the show. You smell of death and destiny, heroics and heartbreak. It's onion. Right, yeah. All right, we are now back on the show. You were so quiet. What the fuck? What, me? Was I quiet? <laughs> yeah. Oh, whoa. You're quiet now. Oh, am I? Yeah, your mic totally dipped down. There we go. Can How's you hear that? Me at least. Oh, we can hear Mormon now, too. Hey, let's go. All right, yeah, my mic just randomly slid down. I don't know why. But yes, we are back now talking about more of the next Witcher games, and yeah, we—I mean—we left off with going creating your character. We did. So, we did character creation, or not creation, but just character thoughts and location thoughts. Yeah, and that's where I wanted to bring in a thought because you were talking about um, possibility of multiple schools, not just the school of the links. Um, I don't know if I'm allowed to mention this game but there was a game that came out where about a bunch of schools of wizardry and at the beginning of the game you could give in a random school i think or go to a school of your choice one of the classes of your choice did any of y'all play that i'm I assuming ben did no i didn't um ben Host he's talking about Wizarding Hogwarts Legacy oh, broadcast. Yeah. Oh, yeah, what? Oh, shoot. Yeah. He's being a little I, too I, I vague. I know, like, some podcasts You're have, being like, too vague. Content. That's my own yeah. issue. <laughs> no. So, like, in, in the Hogwarts Legacy, did choosing a different, like, choosing between Slytherin and Gryffindor, was that just, like, a choice that didn't matter, or did it interfere um, with the story a lot? So, with Hogwarts Legacy, the main difference was you got to know certain characters earlier at certain points in the story. And then each house only had one specific quest um, that was tied to that house. So for, like, I played as a Gryffindor, so you go with a nearly headless Nick to a death day party. So you experience a whole death day party and everything and all that. Yeah. Which is exactly like... in a, The death day party is a thing from... Uh, the books. From the books, this is yes. a book thing, yeah. Yep, and then uh, if you're a Hufflepuff, you actually go and experience Azkaban. That's the only quest uh, house that you can actually experience Azkaban. You, it's only a cutscene. You don't actually explore it, which sucks. But you do see Dementors. You do see someone go insane. It's, it, yeah. Okay. Although, I mean, obviously, you, you play. I didn't play it, um, but from what I had heard, there is. It does like. It seemed like there were more like there was more gameplay available to some other places like some other houses because like basically what i heard like i heard that if you chose ravenclaw you just chose to basically play less of the game no no they um that's what a lot of rumors and a lot of speculation came out right before the game launched when the game launched everybody figured out oh it's just one specific quest that goes into the main story okay so could they integrate that like maybe at maybe the house of the um 
Lynx isn't the only school in the game. It's just going to be like the main one, like how, uh, you know, Gryffindor is supposedly the main house of of Hogwarts. Like, say like we have School of the Lynx, School of the Dragon, and a couple other schools. I just said School of the Dragon because that's my my fantasy is that there's a School of the Dragon. And each one kind of bases upon like what your what skills your character first learns. Like, maybe at like School of the Dragon, the first thing you learn about is like, oh, these are the things you're hunting. We're not going to worry too much about combat stuff. Like, it, the more you understand these creatures, the easier it is. So like, School of Dragon's input could be like, you're going to learn all you can about these creatures. You're going to learn about all this other witcher stuff, but you're like how the school of the cat focuses on mutagens and school of the bear focused on like close quarters, one-on-one uh, -on -one combat kind of stuff. So, you know. Possible. I mean, for, I mean, that just gave the thought of what if like, so when CD project announced the new witcher saga and they showed you, you know, the school of the links, what if that is just one of many posters that they release? Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, for all we know, I mean, if they're going to the, if they do the create a create your own Witcher style, and like if you want to experience the game multiple times in a different like setting area or starting place, and then a different story, that's a way to go. Um, but I don't know with CD Projekt, it's they typically like to have a set like fixed character mm -hmm. to take you with and then you change depending on your choices throughout the game changes what your experience i mean we see that yeah, with I mean, all the witcher games we see that with cyberpunk right now yeah most of the diversity you get from like playing cd project red games is from like the builds and like choices and those are kind of the two big things but like your character isn't really like doesn't have like a lot of like options for like origin starting you know so right well i mean it, it could could just basically boil down to be a choose a class thing like if you choose to go school of the links you're going to focus on quick combat if you go to school of the bear you're going to focus on heavy combat if you go to school of the dragon you're going to focus on knowledge and potions and all that kind of stuff but further on down the line you can multi-class or change classes into other things visit other schools do other trainings like I, I mean, I, maybe. I, I mean, if it's likely, if like I doubt they'll do the me personally, I doubt they'll do the whole school changing or they'll fix it with one school. Now, I can see if they do like how with Cyberpunk, you choose a life path right at the get go of the game. Right. That I can That'd see them doing something with to where, okay, these are what you are, you're like say your life path or you could do like a training path is what they could do. Like this is what you dedicated yourself up to the start of the game. And then you can, you know, gain more experience and dive into other stuff. Right. You know, I just, and that would help build more, you know, give you more options onto character building. Like, you know, mm -hmm. you know, just I mean, at the possible. beginning. Of Baldur's Gate 3 kind of did, introduce a a very like customizable level of character which i know like people are saying don't raise the standard and it's like what that you're we're fucking stupid we're all gonna raise the standard um but <laughs> like that's a very small thing i think compared to like a lot of other major issues just to have like more character customizability right like even if you can't change it later on in the game like 
like having a more like fleshed out like character creator with like options for you know any means of things or uh, backgrounds or witcher schools or whatnot fighting styles even like i i could see possibly doing something like that but and like one of the best things about witcher 3 was replayability with the decisions maybe after you do your first playthrough as like a school of the links you're like oh i want to do my next playthrough as a school of the dragon which you encounter maybe because it's in a different place of the world you encounter different quests early you have to make different decisions earlier in the game different parts of the game like it completely makes your new run through a new run through you know like you can do the school of the dragon and go 400 miles west to start doing stuff at the school of the links quests but you know it really gives you a chance to major different playability yeah but i mean at that point we're talking more on like mmo style of gaming which yeah, that's fair cds hasn't dived into now we do know cd has three witcher projects in the works mm-hmm. the new saga with the witcher one remake thank the lord for that one um thank you and an unannounced or untitled witcher game that supposedly has multiplayer aspects we have the witcher polaris which is the first Mm -hmm. installment in the new trilogy we have the witcher Sirius, which i'm assuming is the mmo one you're talking about and that's now yep Sirius is the one and they actually just put more people more team members on Sirius, i believe recently let me check. I'm actually on the page. Right um, now. I do know everybody who has been working on Cyberpunk will be moving. A lot of them will be moving over to the Witcher, either Witcher Sirius or Witcher Polaris. Um, once they get done with mm-hmm. that, yeah. Some people are staying on to continue working on bugs and fixes mm-hmm. within the new Phantom Liberty, but then moving on beyond that, they're switching to other projects within the company, which I think is great. Um, Which I have. like seeing. They hmm? have a lot. <laughs> they think yeah, they have like they definitely have a lot. Three Witcher ones, and I think two Cyberpunk projects. Mm-hmm. And a totally new IP. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because there's the Witcher ones. There's those. There, I guess you bring it one down because they had Phantom Liberty. Oh, that's right. Like that that's, was one of the that's, projects. That's what was one of them, and then Orion, which is uh, I think they announced is the sequel to 2077. Yeah. So, you know, we were talking about the second conjunction. Do you think we'll have new monsters to face in the new Witcher? Oh, absolutely. absolutely. What do we want to to integrate? Like, I would love to see a better representation of a Wendigo in the new Witcher, but what about you guys? Because, you know, we have, like, the Leshies and all that, but, like... I don't... I would actually prefer there not to be uh, a Wendigo, because that is... It just... You can maybe play around and have something more like it but seeing as how that's a like that's mythology that is uh rooted in like American, indigenous yeah. uh native americans and not uh as like where they pull most of their inspiration from which is polish and slavic mm-hmm. mythology um so like european so like i that one i don't think i think that would be a stretch to pull that one in there and uh they tend to go also, with mythologies that are dead essentially mm-hmm. they don't yeah. go anything with popular because then it gets pretty muddy and we don't want that 
I get it. It's just, you know, I, I'm, that's my personal opinion of what I want there. What about you guys? Like, what would be your number one monster to see rep- somewhat represented in the new Witcher movie? See, that, that's the thing. Like, movie. I like... <laughs> I'm I I like to I would like to be surprised. Um, I mm. don't have like a specific like mythology like mythical creature I want to see in Witcher because everything in Witcher is unique. Everything is completely mm. out of the box. Like there's they're based on actual folklore, uh, European and Polish folklore, but they do their own twist with things and. For all I know, like they could do something out of the box with something in our mythology, like with the Sasquatch or Bigfoot or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Or maybe the Loch Ness so, monster. Yeah. I was like, we talked about this a little bit, uh, Toasty, about how we taking monsters from the show that they've given representation to and pulling them into the games. Um, that big roly poly, that'd be cool. <laughs> Uh, that's. I can't remember what. I don't think they ever give a name to that in the show, do no, they? Not in the show, but they. I think Netflix actually did name it because I think they did a uh, like a little preview vid or Let something see, for it. Because I think they tried to do ones that were already it was established so similar to a Shalmar. That's yeah, what, that's what popped the Shalmar. The Shalmar was, I believe, the one on the boat, though, right? Mm. One looked like a pill bug, one looked like a pangolin. That's the main difference I noticed. Yeah, I want to see roly poly or monsters that start looking cute and then jack of pace. That's what it was called. Sorry. So, y'all know the uh, killer bunny scene from uh, Napoleon Dynamite, right? No. No, I I know that. I know that. Monty Python? Monty Python. Why did I think that? I was about to say is like that's that's Monty Python. (laughs) You know that imagine a a witcher monster. It's a little bunny with antlers, a little a little uh jackalope. You know, I know it's American, but imagine like, oh it's a cute little bunny, but it's actually like a terrifying beast. Like we have our own killer rat. That's actually called a fiend. Yeah, but a fiend is giant. (laughs) It can make illusions. And um by the way, we already Baby have monsters? we already have <laughs> the killer rabbit in The Witcher Three. By the way, there's that that is an Easter egg in the game. What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you say Easter just because it's a bunny and it's Easter? No, no. You, uh, <laughs> it's, it's part what they're of called the, Easter eggs. If I know, you I'm go to the, uh, there's a seer you can visit, and if you go get a specific herb for them, um, I think it's like dragon root or something like that in a cave. In front of that cave is a white snow rabbit. With blood next to it, mm-hmm. which is an Easter egg oh, to the killer rabbit from Monty oh, Python. Oh, but you don't bite the rabbit. No. Well, you could oh. kill it if you wanted to. Uh, nah. But why would you? More interaction with unicorns. Yes. More interaction. That would be cool. That would be cool. Oh no! There, in my opinion, there was a really good interaction with unicorn in The Witcher Three. In my opinion, so I think that, that is good. why I want more. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. No, but also as seeing them in the wild would be really cool. And then um, just because there are so many different folklores and mythos around unicorn that it would be interesting to see which ones mm-hmm. that they pulled from. You know, are they nice benevolent beasts or are they wild ferocious animals who love, who can, because 
I mean, this might be a little bit too much, but there's there's one mythology that I read that was the reason that they seek out the pure like, oh, like a unicorn can tell if your bride to be is a virgin because they will approach that that woman. Well, then the flip side of that is because, yes, they kill them and then drink the blood of virgins. And so the unicorn are like these demonic type things. And I'm like, yeah, please give me something good. Um. So if you watch the oh. legends of tomorrow and one of the, I, I think it was like season three or I think the season four, they actually did that where like they brought in the unicorn. Cause that's when they got all supernatural and it's like, Oh, it's all nice and cute. It's like, it's a unicorn and then they get near it and then it goes all demonic. And I was like, yep, that that's mythology. <laughs> it would be really funny if, uh, so we know unicorns are roughly extinct or endangered or whatever in the witcher. Mm. Uh, what are those like, yeah, not, in not certain worlds. In certain worlds, yeah, they're they're on their own. They have their own like plane they are in. What if we say? What if what, uh, unicorns are like? What's that animal that's going extinct because it just loves everything? It'll approach humans. It's like a giant rodent, capybara, and it has like no natural predators, and they always look so happy. Well, if, yeah, what, that's what a capybara. Yeah, and. They, they're just like, oh, we want cool, epic unicorns. Like, no, they're, no, they're just dirtily horses who walk up t- to people just to get screwed over. <laughs> That'd be such a Not sad thing. Not very That'd be hilarious. So, unicorn mountain with your four. <laughs> um, so like, I just did a like quick Google search on it or whatever. Um, which like it doesn't mean that there's any like relation or whatever. But, like, I looked up lynxes and, like, where they're native to, specifically in our world. Um, and, like, most of it is European, but it says that the 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 Eurasian lynx can span out into some parts of Asia, including, like, and then, like, northern Pakistan and India. So, like, would there be possibilities of, like, the mythology branching to a... a broader scope maybe like more, mm, more eastern indian like mythology being touched oh, in maybe gosh, some like eastern so culture yeah for sure but that shit like a lot of that shit's fucking scary <laughs> yeah like, like yeah some of that middle eastern culture like around like siberia and like oh what what's that really really old civilization that was out there um not at- Mesopotamia. Mesopotamian. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Jen. That's a possibility too. We have some like Mesopotamian like stuff, like uh, folklore there's some, and stuff. There's some really messed up stuff that happens in some of those lords. Oh, I mean, yeah. I, like, they, it, can we broaden out to include some other like parts of the world? I mean, they could even do. I mean, if they broaden out, they could like uh, take inspirations from like yokai. From Japan mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Hey, we already have that, and that stuff will get freaky. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We have giant centipede. We need Mongolian deathworm. Mongolian deathworm in Witcher Four. <laughs> oh God! So Dune, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why not giant acid spitting worm? Why not? We got giant acid spitting centipedes. What's it? it's not a Snorlax Scarl? What's the one from Star Wars, Ben? Snarlax? The giant worm. Um, Snarlax? A, 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 oh yeah, the Snarlax. A Snarlax pit. Yeah, Snarlax pit. Yeah. Snorlax yeah. pit. 
<laughs> you know what? <laughs> oh, I would jump into a Snorlax. We're, we're jumping around and different fandoms here. Pokemon, Cyberpunk, Witcher, and uh, now Star Wars. Oh, and Harry yeah, Potter. But like, <laughs> but like, yeah, like what? There's potential there. Like a lot of like, yeah, Eastern mythologies have a like everything is fucking scary or just weird. And that's kind of like the shtick for Witcher is like yeah. you either fighting something really scary or you have to deal with something really weird. Yeah. yeah. Also it's wonder gone. if there's possibility like spreading up maybe like more Celtic. Because I know there's some like there's a little bit there, but really mm-hmm. like broadening out like p- the potential for like Fey and stuff like that, maybe. Drawder, like, stuff like that. Nor going to Norse, you could do that. Uh, I mean, heck, you could go into. They do. Like, they do have like a fair bit of like Norsemen. So like that's true with with Skellige and stuff. I so like, I can't remember. Maybe part of it, Skellige has decided to like. They decided they didn't want to fuck with Nilfgaard anymore because Nilfgaard's too scary. So they expanded out in a western direction and yeah. sailed across the sea and started establishing shit on the other side. Ooh, and that could tie into the main story from the Witcher trilogy, or like with three specifically, depending on who mm-hmm. is the ruler of Skellige, because right. their best friend's father was Geralt. So, mm-hmm. so here, here's the theory. So throughout the Witcher games, we've had so if we use big bad as a term in the Witcher, we've had humans and non and a non-human big bad really. Have we had a like purely like monster big bad? Like maybe like a like we've had an elf, a human, like would that be something interesting? Like maybe something that came from the conjunction is like a mother of all monsters that's like a giant bat thing that spawns monsters from her wings or something like that? I mean like Blood and Wine was the closest probably with the storyline dealing with the higher vampires, but even then that's like that was that's a loose yeah, we had like it was we had I mean Detlaf was, was significant enough, but like I, he wasn't like he wasn't like the big bad, but like I mean he he had the potential to like be a crazy boss fight, but like he was the pawn who got across the board and became the queen. And possibly Yeah. Actually, yeah. that's a good that's a good analogy. Technically the queen is the scariest piece on the board. So if a pawn True. becomes a queen, a pawn automatically becomes the scariest piece on the board. True. But, like, so, it, so. there's also the factor that there's, there's very little, so far that we know in the Witcher universe, there's a very little sentient monsters. Mm. So a lot of them have a very animalistic style of thinking, so they can't really potentially be a huge bad I mean, it depends. Well, I mean, like, we have some godlings can achieve. True. Like, they they're they have sentience. Um, I mean, I, like dragons. I don't really keep, include them into monsters because of you know, like the fact that they're on their own. With, class. with Geralt's perspective, we don't we don't fuck with dragons. But like mm-hmm. again, we're playing as a new character. Assumingly, like, do we have the same reservations in? like this new character like mm-hmm. are we an automatic like sure like if it's like me playing this character and i have the choice i probably would say no i still wouldn't kill dragons because this is like something that means a lot to me but like 
this is a person that you get to decide the morals of rather than having pre-established ones. So, like, maybe there's a potential for that. You could go <clears throat> actually full evil if you wanted to and just kill everything in sight. Yeah, and, like, kill things that normally you were that we haven't hunted before because, like, it was unethical for, for Geralt. But, like, you know, this person might be into killing dragons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. It's just a thought, you know, like it we've experienced um <clears throat> so many different versions of big bads. What about just a big bad that's whole point is it's a mindless being that's only point is to cause chaos, destruction, and death. And your goal is to bring that to it. So I, I mean, think there's potential been... in like quest lines to do that, but as like the overall plot, it's yeah, I think a lot of the strength of CD Projekt Red is like in the gray. Like that's kind of like where I mean that's kind of the whole like the big thing with The Witcher is three is like how much choice you have in like adhering to like you know what you choose like what your moral path is on that like and nothing really ever appears as a you know, this is purely bad or purely chaotic. So. Yeah. Yep. I mean, yeah, it, and agreeing with Tosi, it'd be, it's really hard to have a singular, like, animalistic monster as a big bad, because at that point, we're just copying Elder Scrolls. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> like, we're just going to cut. choice. It's like, it's like here's Alduin like, and Witcher. <laughs> yeah. They do choice and like, like having different sides of things reflected a lot more in the series, you know. And so they also like to CD, and you see this in all the games they've made so far. Like they like to grasp <clears throat> you in multiple quest lines rather than one major one. Right. That's that's fair. Because um, I, I don't know. How many times have you like just finished did the main quest of Witcher and not do any side things because they got they were quote unquote boring? Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. The big bad at the end of the game ends up being Trollolo, and you have to kill him. To no. Go- no. no. Turn off the game. I turn off the game. <laughs> then I can't. So I turn off him. the game. I go to a store, I buy a physical copy just to snap the disc in half because I'm so angry. I would stop doing this podcast. (laughs) Fuck the Witcher. The Witcher's dead. I'm not doing it anymore. Like That would be me. Hey, Troll lives forever in my apartment in Cyberpunk. Oh, that's not even Troll Lil. That's that's the Gwent troll. Oh, yeah. So if you play the Gwent card game on GOG or anything, if you connect it to your GOG account, you get a a troll plush for your apartment. What? That's That's cool. And he has, like, the little Gwent, like, uh, keg box on his back. Oh, that's adorable, and I might have to go do that now just to get the little in-game item. That's adorable. That is pretty nice. So (laughs) I have to bring this around to a a real patron chat, right? How many of the monsters we encounter 
you think are fuckable. <laughs> I was like, I know right where you're going before you even finish the sentence. Hey, look, look. Baldur's Gate 3 has presented a whole new level of thinking when it comes to fuckable things. Yep. How okay, much so does CD Projekt Red embrace that? That's D&D in general. <laughs> I'm aware. But, like, we can fuck some monsters. But do they expand out on what monsters we can fuck is the question. Besides um, vampires? Vampires and, like, you think you can sleep with a succubus, right? Yeah. Vampires, uh, succubus, the satyr. Uh, why, why is the satyr an option? <laughs> I don't... I, in... Witcher three, at the, in Witcher satyrs aren't typically that uh, attractive, because the the succubuses look like satyrs. I will say that's kind of where like maybe they, because they look like the like attractive representation of satyrs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The actual um, satyr we run into, I think, is that dude in the basement in Witcher three. Oh and then, yeah. And then, Torqua is. A fawn, which I guess okay. is different. Um, yeah, I was thinking more fawn than satyr. Um, Technically, that is same thing, just different mythologies. But you know, whatever. I guess we kind of, we're we're gonna have to see. Unless... One thing that I would like, um, if they are going to continue with Witcher three level brothels, please make more options available. My options should not be human female or elf female. And those are my only two. Well, I'm sure that was, like if they if, make us a if they uh, let us go the route of like creating the character, I'm sure they'll have way more options. Yeah, I think the generally speaking, with the options in Witcher Three, is uh, Geralt is a cis heterosexual man, so and so he just is into women. He's a he's by for dandelion, and we all know it. I don't think he's... And we fucked Dandelion in the new game. <laughs> Wait, what? Yes. It's like, can I we fuck that. Dandelion? Can we Can we run into Dandelion and proposition him for sex? Yes. He does go both, way, both ways, so... And, well, in the, in, the, in the Netflix version, he does. <laughs> I think that they should so, go ahead and canonize that he goes... No, both ways. Is, he's a big fuckboy. He's some form of multi-general sexual because he hits on that uh, he hits on that cross dress that cross dressing elf. I think the cross dressing elf hits on him. Yeah. No, the cross. No, because Geralt asked, "Did you and Dandelion ever do this?" And the elf said something along the lines of, "Like he wanted to, but I'm just not yeah. like that." That's that's Dandelion. Getting... I think Dandelion was incredibly drunk though as well, and might have had a perception problem. I'm fine with him being by. I just don't think it's actually like confirmed in The Witcher 3. Mm. The, books, a, like, the books and the games are very funny. Yeah, the books in the in the games for Witcher with Dandelion is very like the books make out to where he's he's just heterosexual because the books were written in the 80s in mm. the 90s, so give it that, that during its time. The games are more or less like, eh. But you know, who knows? He he might just be a guy who's interested in male sexual partners but feels no romantic attraction. I don't know. So those exist. I think they gotta. 
But yes. I, I mean, in my opinion, with the next saga, I personally don't think we'll really see any of the characters from the previous saga. I think it's going to be a brand new, fresh start with brand new characters <laughs> for them. We've to... got to at least see Siri. Come on. Maybe it. I don't know. It. It also depends on like. Are they going location to take in well location? What um, what ending took in a factor of The Witcher Three? Do you get to choose said ending, or is it fixed? Like, there's a bunch of I'm different. It's going to be fixed, knowing it's a new game, mm-hmm. like or a new trilogy. Like having like a fixed like set of events. I don't know if they maybe like. I feel like they might do a thing where like generally speaking, they pull like the statistics for the most commonly like sought after ending or something like that if that's maybe the they case, go with that for the canon i'm pretty but sure like, siri becoming a witcher probably like this is the most but like, like popular but they may pull it to where what fits the vibe of like the witcher the most in which case she's I either emperor or siri dead. becomes i don't think they kill siri she'll be she'll but be like, emperor maybe be yeah being empress is like um that seems a very fitting thing for like the melancholy feel of Witcher, uh, quote unquote, happy endings. Right. So, you know, like, who's to say? I, as much as I do love the dark ending of, um, of Girl at the Hut at the end with the monsters, as much as I love that dark ending and all that, um, I do have to admit, like, I do feel like the Witcher. Siri becoming a Witcher storyline story ending is best because it may be quote unquote unhappy ending, but it's also a happy ending that leads to the life of a Witcher, which is filled with dark tales and bad happenings. So it's a happy ending that you just know is going to be introducing more strife probably. She's so, so, like that's that She's so overpowered. Yeah. I don't think that that comes up. <laughs> I was going to say that's part debatable. of the dark thing is like the struggles, and she doesn't struggle because she can... she's the lady of time and space. Yeah, <laughs> that's 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 what I was going to say Which, too. To and be fair, she just if... be an overpowered empress. Well, she's still an empress and has to politic, and she uh... she absolutely despises politics. Yeah. Uh, who needs to politic and, when you can teleport, teleport the other guy to freaking Kaldheim or something? I mean, then you just get in trouble for uh, constantly teleporting away your political rivals. People give you shit. You get in trouble if you're the only only one to tell people they're in trouble. So you want Siri to become a dictator? I don't want her to be. I'm just saying, like, if I was in her shoes. There would be a you lot would become people. a dictator. <laughs> I wouldn't be a bad dictator. I wouldn't be a bad there, dictator. There is no such thing. There's no such thing as a good dictator, big dog. That's the rule. Anyway, oh, no. we're going to stop with that because politics we're, is messy. We're, we're, having, we're having a turbo toboggan moment with warm milk, man. That's rough. Oh, no. <laughs> I uh, leave the screen for two minutes and I come back to a turbo yeah, moment? I, oh, no. Yeah, Let's I will say... Show. I will say just, I guess, maybe a final thought. If they wanted to go a route of showing us, like, obviously not, like, a lot, but doing, like, maybe, like, a quest or, like, small side quest or something involving various NPC, like, NPC characters that we're familiar with, uh, Witcher Siri route would be the go-to for that. 
because if she's traveling around witchering, then it would have an excuse for us to run into her maybe at some point to I don't know work together on a quest, uh, on a on a on a contract, and then like that's it. Like you just get a little bit, you get a little like yeah. it's just a little little tiny nugget for the fans to enjoy, and then that's it. Which I, I think would be cool. Like uh, I don't think we're gonna see like some of like. Dandelion, I think, would make sense to see. Geralt, I think, would make sense to see. Siri, if she goes the Witcher route. But, like, Yennefer and Triss, I don't think it makes as much sense. Um, or, like, you know, any of the other sorceresses that we're familiar with. Um, any of, like, <laughs> the, the ones that are left alive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, like. Hmm. And that's why there are books and journal entries. So even if they only give us the tidbits of here's what this character is doing because you found something that was written about them, I'd accept that right. too. I I will make a, co- a a caveat to say that like depending on how much they use from like or if they like are taking inspiration or some of the details from the fan made content, technically the school was created by Kira and Lambert, so. Mm-hmm. We would be able to see them. So true. And if Siri is the Empress, we just have a journal entry from her diary that just says Turbotastic. <laughs> but um my final thoughts on this is I just want to have a card game. That's it. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Just give me Guaranteed. Gwent. Just give me Gwent. That's all I need. And I, I need... told you guys about this. I would be fine with them doing Finally, because you guys said it probably won't happen, and it probably ain't going to happen. But that Witcher secret lair for MTG, I want that to happen. That's. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because you guys said they'd never collab, but they've collabed with people like freaking Doctor Who and freaking Fallout. It's like, oh, come on, you could get us all this, but come on. It's possible. It's possible. And it's getting more and more possible now that the fact that you can have a Pit Boy in Magic the Gathering. So you can have a. Anyway, final thoughts, Mormon? Um, I guess I just really hope that... Um, I just really hope that the new games just... I don't particularly need anything new. I just need... I just need something just more... Info? Yeah. Huh? Info? More what? Yeah, not particularly more info. I just... I want more more monsters and more bad things to happen. I'm just that guy. More monsters, more bad things to happen. You know, I love the bad ending to Witcher 3. Even though I don't think it's the best ending, it is my favorite ending because it's just so dark and tribunal-like. Is she really dead? Did Geralt do all this for nothing? You know, he got the amulet back. Like, I just want more dark things and more monsters. Honestly, that's all I care about. Fair enough. Jen, final thoughts? Finding the balance between new and exciting and uh, content and balancing it between here's enough little bits of nostalgia for why you fell in love with the Witcher universe is going to be difficult, but I think that they can pull it off. Um, For me, I definitely don't need all of my friends in the game, but I'd at least I'd at least like to know where they end up afterwards. Let me know what happened to all the people that traveled around with Geralt, because I'm sure all of their names are now legend and lore um, oh, within the Witcher universe. So 
you know, Dandelion being alive and well, you know, for that for a fact. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. He will carry on their tails. He's just a 70-year-old perv running a bar at this point. Hey, hey, hey. He does have a significant other, Priscilla, that we see in The Witcher 3. <gasps> you had her... Wait, can she die? I thought there was no way so. for her to live. No, I think... No, you can have her I don't, re- I don't remember her dying. I don't remember sure. Priscilla dying for me. So you either... You either... Oh, don't you, do the quest at all. And she and lives. It, nothing happens to her. Yep. Or you do it and like she gets Injured. super messed up. But she like it's be, her throat is or her her voice is fucked and it's gonna take oh. a long time to, to heal or okay. I don't think she maybe she she's never able to sing. The attacker again, could but, live or die. Yeah, but like yeah. Priscilla's fine. Just okay. maybe some long term vocal damage. <clears throat> Nothing magic can't fix. Um, (laughs) I'm sure there's a lot of magic can't fix. That's that's true. That's also true. true. Uh, But um, before we go, uh, Mormon, where can people find you? Uh, So I'm Mormon Milkman. You can find me on the Discord. Um, I believe I'm Mormon Milkman on all uh, consoles to play as. I might still be better be Tybalt on a couple, but you could find me under that name too better underscore b underscore tybalt um but i'm just a guy who enjoys the show and likes being here so appreciate you being here jen you have stuff (laughs) i do i have two shows that are part of the robots radio network uh the cyberpunk lorecast uh with toasty uh which as soon as we are wrapped up here i know it's you buddy (laughs) um as soon as we wrap up, I'm going to go start playing Phantom Liberty because it is out and I'm very, very excited. Uh, and then my other show, Two Girls, One Ship, where we analyze, rate, and review all that the world of video game romances has to offer. And then big update on that show is that we got invited back to the Portland Retro Gaming Con um, in mid-October. If you are in the Portland area and want to come meet me and my partner, Verbata Live, we are hosting a panel on video game tropes um, in video uh, in video games. The um, so we will be at the Portland Retro Gaming Con doing a panel. Awesome. Ooh. And Toasty, obviously, you have other stuff too. Uh, Jen mentioned uh, Cyberpunk Lorecast, of course. I also do the Cyberpunk Red Live Play podcast, Cyberpunk Cyberpunk Apostrophe D. Um, with the fumbling for an almighty great gang, and of course, you can talk to me on the Discord too. I'm not toasty of not here, I'm still remaining that way. Oh my gosh! Uh, and then you can find me on this show as well as the other three shows that I host the Holocron Histories, Star Wars Canon versus Legends, the Final Fantasy Lorecast, and the Wizarding World Lorecast, all part of the Robots Radio Network. Um, and yeah, uh, Thank you for listening to the Witcher Lore Cast and stay safe on the path. Thank you for listening to the Witcher Lore Cast. You can find us on the Robots Radio Discord at robotsradio.net. You can find us on the Ben and Friends Podcasting Discord where you can share your thoughts, comments, or even experiences with the Witcher Lore. You can also find us on Twitter at Witcher Lorecast. <laughs>